welcome back to the Sports Gossip Girls podcast. I'm Madison. I'm Hannah, and Izzy will be joining us shortly. Today we are joined by Zoe Alter, who is from Bruce Beck's sports broadcasting camp that we did. Hey guys. <laughs> Today we'll be talking about football, and we'll touch up on baseball a little bit. So let's get started. Okay, so what was the biggest surprise of week four for you guys? I would say it's pretty much been a big surprise every week, but injuries every week have just been surprising me. Obviously, we saw Saquon go down. I know you guys follow the Giants. And then this week, Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb were definitely the biggest ones for me. Nick Chubb was less of an issue for the Browns just because Kareem Hunt behind him was able to step up and do the trick, and he's a very capable back. Whereas Austin Eckler went down, and he's a huge part of that Chargers team, so that's going to have a bigger effect on them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Right, I think that's a great point. I mean, for me, game-wise, I'm going to say the Eagles uh, 49ers game. I think that was came as a surprise to me. Um, The Eagles won 25 to 20. Um, They had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and I thought that came up a little bit of a surprise. What do you? How about you, Matt? Yeah, that surprised me a lot. I thought the 49ers were going to beat the Eagles, but I guess they just beat the Giants. Um, And Nick Chubb's injury. I have him in like three of my fantasy leagues, so I'm really bummed about that. And not not like in a selfish way, but you know. I mean, fantasy's always selfish. I'm the same way. I was like, when you got hurt, I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, oh my god, Kareem Hunt can shine now. Like I was I was excited about it too. Um as for the Eagles game, I was surprised about that one too, just because the 49ers obviously have been so injury plagued with like the MetLife turf. I'm sure you guys heard all about that with yeah. everyone getting hurt and complaining. But um the 49ers got George Kittle back this game, which they haven't had him all season, and that was a huge one. Also, you know, a fantasy guy, so that's a whole other thing. But um, they got him back. He had a monster game, too. That's so right. I was just surprised that the 49ers couldn't put it together for themselves. I know they didn't have Jimmy G at quarterback, but they still – like, Nick Mullins still did a fine job. They just couldn't get the win. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was really surprising. So although the Giants lost, what positive things do you think came out of that game yesterday? Their kicker kicked three field goals. You know, that, that's a positive. Um, all inside the 40-yard line, just getting those practice attempts. Um, no, but for real, I actually was kind of impressed by the Giants' offense. I know that sounds insane, but just by the running, without having Saquon there, I was impressed by what they were able to do. I know, like, it was weird with, like, the way they did the rushing, whereas, like, Devonta Freeman, I've been so high. I was so excited when the Giants signed him. And he didn't have as big a role as I thought he was going to have. He just – when he had, like, 11 carries, he just didn't go anywhere with the ball. But yeah. um, they ended up having more yards than the Rams, which I was impressed with just because I know the Rams' offense has been so up and down, and the, the key point for them is always their defense. But the fact that the Giants got 295 yards and the Rams got 240, I think that's a positive coming out of it where – you outran and I didn't really outplay but you outran the Rams so I think part of that is kind of redeeming yeah Yeah, I I definitely agree I was going to bring up a similar point I mean that was impressive to me just because I wasn't expecting much you know with all the injuries we've had I wasn't expecting you know them to gain that much yardage but I do think you know Daniel Jones has his ups and his downs you know he he runs the ball a lot I think Daniel Jones is a big question um, whether or not he's going to be a franchise quarterback or not. I think it's going to be interesting to see what he does the rest of this season and how he works with all the injuries because I do think a lot of people are starting to question him. He's thrown a lot of interceptions, and I think that's costing him. Yeah, definitely. I know you love him, Mad, but – I do. I'm so high on Daniel Jones. I know he hasn't been amazing, but he's – it's just not – I feel like most of it isn't his fault. Obviously, the interceptions are his fault. That interception to end the game yesterday was awful, but, you know, he's – 
I think he's really good. He has a lot of potential. A lot. He's very talented. He just has a horrible team around him. His offensive exactly. line, they get him killed every time. His wide receivers couldn't even catch for the most part yesterday. I was like, does he have to catch the ball for you too? Like, Yeah. So, I was going to say, I mean, it's hard to judge because he has no team to back him up. He has no yeah. offense, and that's certainly not helping his case or anybody else's. Yeah. And the big yeah. thing was, as him and Saquon played together more, you know, they were going to get chemistry and upset about it. But um, Saquon went down, and that was a big thing. And so they're not going to have the same ability to bond with it. Personally, I really like Daniel Jones. I also always watch Duke football just because I, for some reason, have been a Duke fan. So when they drafted him, I was like, maybe they reached for him a little bit, but I was excited about it. I think he has the potential to be a really good quarterback. I think it just comes down to his decision-making on the field. He's a rookie. Sometimes he'll make decisions that give me a little bad Eli Manning-esque where he'll see someone and be like, hey, let's force the ball at you, you know, like forcing the ball at Odell when he has three receivers on him. Um, But other than that, I don't think it's that bad. You can also, like, if you find things to blame it on, as a Lions fan, this is my favorite thing, finding coaches to blame it on. But you can also blame it on your coordinators because if the right plays aren't there, you're not going to be able to do it. And, yes, it does come down to drops by wide receivers and things, but if they're not running the routes they're supposed to run because the routes aren't designed right, then you can't just count on Daniel Jones to hit them in route because if they're not on the route they're supposed to be on, if that makes yeah. sense at all. Yeah, exactly. Last week when we played the 49ers, Jason Garrett was like giving them all these fancy plays to run and, you know, trick passes and all this stuff. And I'm like, why? Like, we're the Giants and you're actually trying fancy <laughs> plays. And, of course, they didn't work out. So I was like, okay, Garrett. Yeah. Seems like we need to stick to basics for now and at least get a touchdown before we can try anything else. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Jason Garrett, you – you got the Cowboys next week, so that's going to be an interesting one because, yeah, you know, him going back and facing them. Also, they're coming off a tough loss yesterday, so that's going to be interesting. I think they're actually pretty scary. I'm interested to see how the Giants' run defense holds up against them because yeah. I yeah. think he has the potential to just kind of knock them down like bye guys and run right through them. But Yeah, yeah that game should definitely be interesting and it'll be exciting to watch. Yeah, and yesterday um, – Giants defense looked great. I mean, I don't know how they're going to be next week against Dallas because they have a great offense, but their defense looked really, really good yesterday. Um, James Bradbury, Kyler Fackrell, who else? That guy, Austin Johnson, I think. Blake Martinez, he's like our best defensive player right now. So I'm just like naming players right now, but those are the ones who really stuck out to me. Hi. Hi, I'm sorry. I'm really late. Um, lots of construction on the road, but all good. Now. Well, I do have to get your guys' opinions on one thing. What do you think about the Golden Tate fight? Because I love Golden Tate. You know, he was he played on the Lions for a while. Knew him before he played on the Lions, but um, I've met him a couple times. He's a really like nice guy, down to earth, and everything. So I was surprised when I saw the fight break out. I didn't. I expected it from Jalen Ramsey. That's a very Jalen Ramsey oh, yeah. thing to do. But yeah, from Golden Tate, he's usually he's usually your most level-headed guy on the field. Yeah. When yeah. so my dad and I, after the game, we like got the alert about the fight and we were, my dad was like, I wonder if this has to do with a girl because he thought he heard something. And so I read the story and I was like, oh, you're right. It's yeah. horrible what Jalen Ramsey did. And Golden Tate was 100, maybe not 100%, but I think he was right for, you know, starting a fight with him after the game. And Jalen Ramsey like did something to him during the game, the fourth quarter, I think. I don't know. It was just really messy, but Golden was right. I mean, I'm surprised, too. I've never met Golden Tate, but I, he seems like a nice guy, so I, that was kind of out of character for him, so I didn't expect it at all. But, you know, if that's what happens, I mean, I guess there has to be good reasoning behind it because I'm sure no player would risk anything just to start a fight. So. Yeah, no, his sister, Golden Tate's sister, 
dated Jalen Ramsey. I think they had two babies together. And he broke up with her while she was pregnant and went with another girl. Yeah, just kind of dipped. So, yeah. <laughs> so Golden Tate last October, I think, like, tweeted something like, I'll be seeing you next season or something like that. I don't know. And then he did that, as he should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was also, you could just tell it was such a Golden Tate thing that it didn't happen during the game because the chances yeah. they had for it to happen during the game, like the Giants offense, like basically collapsed. The third, the third downs, I'm sure that's, an, we don't have to talk about that. You guys know that third down conversions, yeah. but um, the fact that they were also able to hold out till after the game, I'm sure you mentioned Jalen Ramsey got a little chippy. I'm sure Golden Tate wanted to hit him back during the game, but that's also a very golden thing to just wait till after the game, you know, to smack him in the face. So yeah. He has class. I mean, who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> so, Zoe, we know that you're a huge Lions fan. What did you think of the game? Obviously, you guys lost, but any positives? I knew it was going to come up. You know, I was preparing myself to talk about it. Um, always a depressing topic. Never not a depressing topic. The main story of the game was that the Saints backups crushed the Lions, and that was it. The score was a lot closer than it should have been. The Lions came out and scored two touchdowns that – we're just based off the Saints defense not playing well. So it was fully the Lions just being awful. If they had won that game, it would have been one of the games where it was just they didn't deserve to win it, you know. Yeah. Um, it just proves that, you know, the Lions can't beat anyone. They somehow beat the Cardinals last week, and they'll turn it on occasionally. But it you literally didn't even have Michael Thomas on the Saints. The whole Saints defense is gone, and the Lions, you know, put up 29, but – can't do anything else with it it just I don't know it was a lot to watch I always get angry watching games so you know I'm on my couch like half sulking half screaming so which was great but um yeah I definitely think Matt Patricia's job is on the line and yeah that's pretty much it coaches are kind of gonna go and we've seen yeah. that a lot of teams this year I know a lot of coaches are on the hot seat so you know exciting to see what happens like if you blame it on the COVID season you know yeah, yeah. I'm a big Danny Amendola fan. I know obviously he's not having the best season, but you like Amendola. Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love him. I've loved him since the Patriots, you know, Edelman, you know, we talk, we've talked about fantasy so many times, but every time Edelman even got like an ankle tweaked, I was like, Danny Amendola, where are you? Like on my waiver wire, like I need you now. Yeah. And he was always my go-to guy. And on the Lions, he is too. Matt Stafford hasn't been sharing the ball enough. You know, that's a little critique for him right now, but yeah. um You'll see Demi, Danny Amendola come in every couple of weeks. He got a couple catches yesterday that were crucial, and he'll break out for a game one of these days. He did it like two weeks ago. So keep watching for him. He'll be there. Yeah, he's awesome. As we all know, the Jets are the Jets. <laughs> I can't I'm, say anything as a Giants fan, but, you know. Not to defend the Giants anyway, but I'm sorry. The Jets, they lost again. And I just there's, – there's no redeeming qualities. There's no – there's just no exceptions. You just can't – I mean, I can't speak the Giants haven't won yet either, but you can't lose every game, especially to a team that's 0-3. I, being like a Giants fan, I don't have like a right to say anything. Um, maybe the competition for who will win the first game. See, I know the Jets fans are very strong, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did put up 28 points, so that's at least something there. Darnold had that one nice touchdown run. I think if you salvage anything from the day. Um, also, you know, we saw a little bit of our old Joey. Joey Flacco came out for a yeah. nice two passes. That was <laughs> such a highlight. Throwback to my childhood. But yeah. um, Darnold went down a little scary, but he came back. He's fine. Not like it would have mattered. You yeah. think, I guess, okay, so the tanking for Trevor thing, obviously this is like the biggest thing surrounding the Jets right now. 
but you just got Sam Darnold and do you just leave Sam Darnold to take Trevor Lawrence if you get him like then you have two quarterbacks who I don't know if they could be franchise quarterbacks or not Darnold's been trying to but I think with a little bit of help he might be able to or you put behind all the progress you've made with him and like okay Trevor let's see what you can do yeah Yeah, definitely a big question yeah, I don't know. It's like the Giants and Jets are like both fighting for that first draft pick. I feel like I guess I don't know. Like if either team should get Trevor Lawrence, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. They haven't had. I guess they haven't really had enough of a chance to prove themselves because the teams around them, as we said before, are really bad. But it's just it's a very complicated subject. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's hard to put them in the position or anybody in the position to make that decision considering neither of them have teams to back them up and show what they can really do so it's kind of it's a tough place also yeah. you don't know how Trevor Lawrence is going to play on an NFL scale sometimes guys will get to the NFL and completely fall apart and you know not saying that Darnold and Daniel Jones are the top of the line but they've been sort of getting the job done sometimes if anything Daniel Jones more than Darnold at times and then with rushing Darnold yesterday so at least they've proven that they're not going to – I mean, they do fall apart, but, you know, not completely crumble in the middle of a game where Trevor Lawrence, he's played at Clemson, he's been under a big stage, but you get to the NFL and you have 300-pound guys coming at you that are a lot better than you see in college, and it's just different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what are your predictions for the rest of the season, you know, playoffs and just your favorite team's records? That's a tough one. I mean, what's to say the season's even going to happen with everything that's happened with the Titans and then the game cancellations? This weekend's been kind of crazy with, you know, COVID tests in the morning. Oh, you're not playing by the night. You know, Cam Newton tonight won't be playing versus the Chiefs. That game was moved because of COVID. Yeah. It's a whole – and the NFL apparently is looking into the Titans now. Like, what are they going to get, like, disqualified from the season? It's – like, I want to make predictions about the season – but the more thing, the thing that like I would make predictions about instead is like what team goes down with COVID first and doesn't play any more games, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was nervous about baseball not even finishing. And I feel like football is just obviously much more contact, much more of a non-COVID friendly sport. So I do think it'll be interesting to see, like you said, you know, who goes down first. But unfortunately, I don't think they're going to make it to the end. Um I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. Um, obviously, I'm a Giants fan, but I do really respect him. I think he's not even a great player, just a great person. And I, I think, you know, he can take the team pretty far again. So I, I hope for his sake that they do. I yeah. back that one all the way. I think Chiefs are pretty unstoppable. If you had asked me two weeks ago before that Ravens-Chiefs game, I would have said Lamar. Like, watch Lamar take it all the way. They're just – he's a different breed. But he didn't have the same energy this week. Obviously, versus the Chiefs, we know he's always had an issue. But if he can't beat the Chiefs in the regular season, he's not going to be able to beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Izzy, what do you think? Oh, so I feel like I don't really have a stance on this, but I'll say this for my brother, if he's listening. Hi, Joey. But he's a big um, Seahawks fan, so I'll just go for that. Um, big things for them. They seem to, like, never have problems. So. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, my brother – thinks that he's the best of all time. So I guess that, and I just hope that everything with COVID like works out. It's such a hard like situation. You never know what's going to happen one day. It's one thing, some days it's another. So hopefully they'll be able to at least get halfway through if they're lucky. And if not, then have a safe ending to it, I guess. Have a safe ending and get the draft so we can get more guys. We all have awful teams. There's nothing else we can look (laughs) forward to. There's nothing else. Interceptions. 
Yeah. It's like you know what to expect every single weekend, every Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's um, painful to watch. Yeah, for sure. Putting on, clicking the channels is not fun. <laughs> Just used to it at this point. I mean, I'm not expecting anything else. If they win, I'll be like, oh my god, like, let's have a party this week or something. Yeah. But that's pretty much all. Yeah. That was me last week, first one of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really experience that yet. <laughs> I'll let you know when we get there. Might be a few weeks. For years. <laughs> that too. Probably. <laughs> Should I make a prediction? I don't even know. I mean, I'm going to go with what you said, Hannah. The Chiefs are looking great as always and I think they're gonna go all the way if there isn't all the way this season so <laughs> I'm sorry I just realized that the Astros are losing they are oh I have it on right now oh. um the special day it's ALDS game one day so right now the Astros are playing the A's and the A's are winning two nothing in the top of the third I absolutely think the A's can pull this off even though the Astros do have um you know high playoff standards and expectations to live up to. I do think the A's can pull us off. And I hope for the sake of baseball, I hope they do. I know no one likes the Astros, but if the Astros do win, I would hope the Yankees can win so we can destroy them. But that's just my <laughs> personal opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, like, I, I don't know. I want to see a Yankees-Astros ALCS. I just want the Yankees to be in the ALCS. I don't care if it's the A's or the Astros, but it would be better if it was. It'll be easier to beat the A's than the Astros. The Astros have, you know, they, first of all, like, I know the A's have the potential to beat them, but if you look at the teams side by side, it's not even close. The Astros way outnumber them. And I know we all don't want them to, and we don't want to admit it, but we all know it. And the cheating thing was a whole other thing, you know. Yeah. Like, disrupted baseball. But just in general, I think you, as as you guys, like, as Yankees fans, if I were you guys, like, I'd rather want to go up against the A's. just Oh, for sure. Playoff experience and then players in general. You guys could hit bombs off them. It's harder to hit bombs yeah. off like Astros, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like if we play the A's, it's definitely less pressure. Not even because they're not as good as the Astros, but because you know the Astros beat us twice in the past three years in the ALCS, and it's just like, God forbid they beat us again, and then people are like, oh, so the cheating didn't really help them. The Yankees just suck, just suck. So yeah, yeah. see what the cheating. Oh, sorry. No, you're Especially with the cheating, and, like, now that we have Cole, too, I feel like it would be, like, a big slap in the face um, yeah, all around. Sure. Yeah. So, speaking of the Yankees, obviously, we have a tough series coming up. We're playing the Rays. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. Obviously, some good pitching matchups, and it'll be interesting to see. You know, the Rays have been hot, and it's going to be tough to beat them, and it's also going to be tough to beat the Yankees. I mean, it's really just – I can't – it's so hard to like obviously I want the Yankees to win but it's just so hard to say they will because the race has been so tough recently what do you guys think about that I mean yeah. it comes down to Yankees hitting that's all For it sure. is the fact that you guys were able to do what you did off of Shane Bieber if you can do anywhere even half of that off of the race you're going to be perfectly fine stay healthy make sure you don't get injuries have Aaron Judge not break something like he usually does and um you know I think I think you'll be okay just hit the ball and get rallies going and I think it'll be smooth yeah. I think getting at the pitchers, I said this uh, in the last episode, but I think getting at the pitchers early is going to be so crucial, especially Blake Snell and um, Glass. Now, I think that's going to be really important because if you're not getting them in the first three innings, you're not getting to them, and they will they will go the length. And I just think that's so important, especially game one is going to be so important. As long as if Cole's on point, as he should be, as he is going to be, that's what he paid him to do, 
as long as he's pitching, like you said, it's our hitting. If we can't get to Snell, we're not going to win. And I think game one is going to also be really crucial because it's going to set the tone for the entire series. Yeah, I agree. Also, you guys have played the Rays so much this season just because of the way the season worked out. So it's not like you're coming into a team that the Yankees haven't played a lot. They've hit all these pitchers already. Yeah. Like, they've maybe faced them. So maybe that also is a bit of a disadvantage because they've seen Cole's stuff. But it doesn't matter if you've seen his stuff. He's insane anyway. He's going to strike exactly. you out. It doesn't matter. It's like Jacob deGrom with the Mets. It doesn't matter how many times you face him. He gets on the mound. You know you're striking out. It's no yeah. different. So. Yeah. If anything, I think it benefits the Yankees that you've played so often because it helps their hitters where I think the Rays hitters are just kind of screwed against Cole. I agree. Um, I feel like the series being in San Diego also gives us a little advantage because, you know, we don't play well at the Trop and we always play well at Yankee Stadium. And I, I think John Carlos Stanton, like this is kind of yeah. random, but he has great numbers in San Diego. So hopefully that'll also help. Yeah. It'll also be interesting to see how the NL series plays out. We have the Marlins and the Braves and the Padres and the Dodgers. Um, I think I've had the Dodgers in the World Series, so yeah. I automatically think they're going to beat the Padres. I may be in three. I'm probably thinking in two. But then we have the Marlins and the Braves. That'll also be – that should be a fun game. I mean, the Marlins were unstoppable last week, and it'll be interesting to see because the Braves are hot and so are the Marlins. Yeah. So tomorrow we have the NLDS coming up. We have the Braves and the Marlins. Obviously, that's going to be a very interesting series. The Marlins have been very hot, and they definitely feeling good off of these couple wins they've had, You know, especially even back from beating the Yankees. They probably still feel pretty good about that. Um, and then we have the Dodgers and the Padres. I honestly just – I don't think the Padres are going to do any damage against the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers will win in two. Or not – whoa, it's not three games. Whoa, whoa. It's five, right? Yeah. Three of five. Um, I think the Dodgers will win in three. I think they'll just be able to completely dominate the Padres, but it will be interesting to see what their hitting does. Obviously, Fernando Tatis is insane, but. That's what I was going to say. I was like, you can't count him out. I, yeah. I've i liked the Dodgers since the beginning of the season. I've yeah. always been like the biggest Clayton Kershaw stand, like just forever, you know, not a Dodgers fan, but I love him. And just everything. I love like Dodgers energy, everything they bring, like Bellinger is so good, just everything they have going for them. But I do think that the Padres could cause a little bit of disruption. Like, I know no one really sees it coming, but when I look at all four of these games, for me, like, I'm most excited about the Dodgers-Padres one. Maybe it's because it's the Dodgers, and I know, but, like, I think it's going to be so high-flying. There's going to be so many home runs. Yeah. And Tatis Jr. has just been a different animal this year. Yeah. And, I, like, every time I see him step on the field, I get so excited to watch him play. Like, I'll walk by the TV, and he's hitting, and I'm like, I got to sit down for this one. You know, like, yeah. it's, like, exciting. So – I think that's just going to be a fun one to see him battle it out with some of those pitchers, him versus Kershaw. That, that's all I want in life. I just need to see that and I'll be happy, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I do, like I said, I feel like the Dodgers are still going to come out on top, but it definitely be a fun series to watch, especially with Tatis against all those pitchers. Yeah. yeah. He's become like the face of baseball or almost. Yeah. What do you guys think about the Braves and the Marlins? I think that'll also be a really interesting series. Yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for the Marlins. It would be so cool. Like, I want a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. I know everyone really does. But I also want a Yankees-Marlins World Series. I mean, Yankees-Everyone. But I don't know. I think the Marlins are just, like, on a tear right now. And don't count them out. Also, I think you got to root for them as, like, the underdog. You know what I'm saying? Because they – since the beginning of the season, they rose the team – the one team that, you know, has no chance of making it to the playoffs and is just, just a rebuilding year is the Marlins. And then they come out with all these young players. They even trade away one of their best players in VR. And yeah. they're still doing great. They just, you know, yeah. they won the series, what, they, the last one they swept, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just fun to watch. They're so high-flying and powerful. 
a personal favorite for me is Jorge Alfaro. I can sit and watch him all day. But um, I'm excited to see that happen. Also, as a Mets fan, anything against the Braves makes me happy. So <laughs> we're just going to go Marlins on that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, Don Mattingly. I mean, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him go far. I mean, he didn't win anything as a Yankee. So if they make it to the World Series and win the World Series, that'd be super cool for him. I mean, I'm sure he'd love that. That's enough football and baseball talk for today. Now. Congratulations to Cody Holland, who won our giveaway. You got a Fanatics gift card. We'll be doing more soon. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> well, I guess that's all the time we have for today. Thank you all for watching. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for all the support, and we'll see you next time. And thank you for Bye. joining us, Zoe. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Of course.